In today's show, we're going to recap all of the action from Monday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, recapping six games across the league for Monday. Let's talk about those games now. And the first one we want to take a look at is the Chicago Bulls rocking the Houston Rockets 120 to 100. The big fella, Wendell Carter Jr. I know you guys think that I've got like a raging TH for him, but I think he's really good. And we're starting to see that now. 18 and 13 in 29 minutes, two steals, three blocks, only one assist. There's scope for that to improve. Didn't hit a three, didn't attempt one. There's scope for that to improve. Only 29 minutes. There is scope for that to improve if Donovan would let him do it. Um, He's a must-roster player in all leagues. That's a big, big night. 47 fantasy points as well. Kobe White, copped a smack in the head, cut lip. But big game, 24 and 10, that's 10 boards. 31 minutes, hit four threes, and was 63% from the field. Now, he's been yeah, up and down this year. But he's the 88th ranked player over the last two weeks. So it's a big improvement, 42 fantasy points here, and he probably should be on a roster in a 12-team league. Levine wasn't necessarily at his best, but 21, 5, and 6 is pretty good for an off night, while Pat Williams had 14 and 7, hit two threes, had a steal and a block. Good production from Pat. I don't believe he's a 12-team league guy. He's more of a 14-teamer. Thad Young, only 20 minutes, but Jesus, look at that. 17, 8, and 5 in only 20 minutes, 89% shooting. That, of course, is not real, but he's the 66th ranked player over the course of the week. I find it hard to believe he's going to be able to maintain this level of production all season, but that's really good, obviously. And he is a 12-team league guy for now, but again, if you're looking for future moves, he probably is someone that drops off as the season goes on. Um, Garrett Temple had nine points with two threes, just sort of doing his thing, and Sadoransky had four assists, a good assist stream option. Big Thomas, 29 minutes for him in this one as well. For the Rockets, they started small with PJ Tucker at center. It didn't go particularly well. He was a minus 23 PJ in 22 minutes. I was relatively impressed, as much as I can be, in Justin Patton. 21 minutes, four points, six rebounds, three blocks. The PJ Tucker scenario didn't work. I don't know if they'll start Patton at all. I don't know if Cousins will be back next game. But in a deeper league, taking a stream flyer on Justin Patton's not a horrible move. 20 fantasy points for him here. Jay Sean Tate, must roster player, 12, 8, and 2 with three steals and two threes. Another good night. While Nwaba, he was unbelievably aggressive offensively. 30% usage, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 2 steals. Now, he'll probably have 4 points in the next game, but he's going to get steals. He's going to be pretty efficient with his scoring. He's 159th over the last two weeks, and with injuries to Oladipo and Wood, and now Cousins, Nwaba does have some value. He's probably more on the 14-team on the t- league scale versus a 12-teamer, and those 41 fantasy points are pretty nice as well, but he's more of a category league guy than a points league player. Uh, Daniel House had 15 points with four threes in his 26 minutes. Again, more 14-team leagues. Well, again, another Sterling Brown nice night. And for 16 points, four triples. He just, whenever he is in the game, he seems to produce. 
Johnny Wall, only 26 minutes, 15, 3, and 7, and shot horribly, 29% from the field. And Eric Gordon also had a stinker, 13 points on 28% shooting. He is, I believe, a 12-team league guy, but you know, 149th ranked player over the last two weeks is absolutely nothing to write home about. And when the team is healthy, I am not 100% convinced in Eric Gordon. I'm not 100% convinced that House, Brown, Nwaba, and Tate aren't better players than Eric Gordon, really, in real life. Uh, Gordon can be an okay volume scorer, but he just lacks in so many other areas that it does cause problems, I think, when he's out on the court. The Memphis Grizzlies, that's the next game we're going to take a look at. They took on the Dallas Mavericks, almost healthy, the Grizzlies. No Dylan Brooks, no Jaron Jackson. Um, decent night from Ja Morant. I didn't even mention the score. that They lost 102-92, and it wasn't really that close. 34 minutes for Morant, 22 points, 9 assists, 2 steals, which is just absolutely... A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Of course, he didn't hit a three, and he was two of six from the line. So, yeah, more issues with him. 111th ranked player over the last two weeks. The 45 fantasy points are really nice. Uh, absolutely, no worries about that. But he is struggling in his category league fantasy value, and we've seen that for the majority of this season, to be fair. Brandon Clark started. I don't think he's a starter at this point, um, and I think he'll move to the bench pretty quickly. 11-4 and four in 26 minutes. He is still a 12-team league hold, but just a back-end guy, while Valanciunas had 11-15, and 15, and then that mishmash of minutes. They gave 26 minutes to Justice Winslow. I don't want to talk about Justice Winslow for a second. People adding him. I'm getting a lot of questions about him, and you may have seen my tweet about it today, but have a guess how many top 120 seasons Justice Winslow has had. The answer is zero. And now he finds himself in a scenario where he's played, what, three games in about a year and a half? And he's on a team where he's got to compete for minutes with Grayson Allen, Kyle Anderson, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks. He's not playing 32 minutes a night, I wouldn't have thought. He had three points in this game on one of 10 shooting. They gave him a lot of minutes, but he's just not that good. In a points league, you could take a flyer in a 14-team leaguer. In a category league... Maybe I'd add him in a 14 to 16 team league. I just don't think he's that good. And I could be wrong on that very easily as we move forward. But there's just too much competition for minutes and too much of a history of him not being good. And we've never seen him be good. And I'd like to see him, if he has an absolute open runway, open pathway to minutes, um, where I'd say, well, shit, he's going to get you know, 29, 35 minutes a night and have the ball in his hands the whole time, then I'd feel a bit better about it. But he's not, and I don't. So I'm not super excited about him. We still don't get really too much clarification. A shit knife from Kyle Anderson, nine points on 67%. Three points for Grayson Allen on 17%. Desmond Bain played 23 minutes. Melton played 16 minutes. And it's going to get worse when Brooks returns and then when Jackson returns. There's going to be no value in Bain, Melton, Anderson, Allen, maybe Anderson. But there's just too many of these guys. Unless they just cut them out of the rotation, I don't know how they're going to do it. It's really tough to figure out how all that's going to work. At some point, they just need to say... Grayson Allen, cool. It's a nice story. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? Justice Winslow, you, you, what's the point? Let's see what Bain gives us. Let's see what Melton gives us. Kyle Anderson, he's better as a four. I, I, it's it's really tough to understand how all this value goes down and to how things can maintain. Dylan Brooks, you're not an NBA starter, so let's see what they do with his minutes. For the Mavericks, Chris Dapps-Porzingis was out, so they started Dwight Powell. 27 minutes for Powell, 6 points, 4 rebounds, nothing exciting there, while Cauley Stein had 4 and 6 in 21 minutes. I thought Willie would get the start, but Willie did not. What a horrible night from Luka Doncic from the free throw line. 2 of 9, that is just a bad, bad way to start the week. 21 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block is nice overall production. Do you think many people are going to get fooled into taking Luka Doncic at number 1 next season? I, I don't. Um, in, in points leagues, fine. In, he had 42 fantasy points here. He's not a number 1 at this point in his career. 
a category league player. And I think anyone who did that this year will be, I think will be regretting their decision. I'll, I'll put it that way. Joshy Richardson, not a bad night. In fact, a pretty good night. 17 and seven with three threes and two steals, but I'm not overly excited to pick him up. Well, Timmy Hardaway got really hot. 29 points on 64% with seven triples. But of course, in true Tim Hardaway style, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. And that is going to keep his value to being just a stream option. The burner, Jalen Brunson, he's not rostered anywhere. He is a must roster 14 team league player, Brunson. 28 minutes, 19 and seven, two threes, a steal, three assists. He's getting 20 minutes a night comfortably. He's playing really well off the bench. Great 14-team league guy who is not rostered in anywhere near enough leagues. Muxy Kleber still can't block shots, and he took one shot in this game. Missed it in his 27 minutes. And Dorian Finney-Smith had a terrible shooting night, two of 10. Finney-Smith can be a Royce O'Neal type player. He's more of a um, more of a 14-team league guy than a must-roster 12-team league player, though, at this point in his career. Guys, when you're looking for parts for your car, don't go to these advanced big chain stores. Why bother? RockAuto.com. They're a family business. They serve auto parts customers like you online, and they've been doing it for 20 years. And the best thing about them is they don't have different prices for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. For the common bloke like you at home, rockauto.com is going to give you the best deal on the parts that you need for your car. And best of all, you don't have to go into one of these stores and have the bloke behind the counter go in there and order you the parts. Sorry, mate, going to be free for weeks for your fuel pump assembly. I don't know what a fuel pump assembly is, but it sounds important. And if you want to get one of those, rockauto.com is the place to go. The prices are always reliable though, and they are the same for professionals and do it yourself. So why don't you go to rockauto.com right now and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Next game. Blowout. 100 points to the Portland Trailblazers, 132 points to the Phoenix Suns. This game was relatively close just before halftime, but it got blown out real quick. And that meant that Damian Lillard played only 29 minutes. He had 24 points and 7 assists, but his recent level of form, which was insane, yeah, dropped off a bit because he didn't have to play that much. How about, he also was a minus 29, which is a wild number. How about Nasir Little? 34% usage in 16 minutes, 18 points. His shooting this year has been very impressive. They just don't give him enough minutes, but impressive stuff. Derek Jones Jr. had two blocks in 22 minutes, an elite defensive steals in block streamer, while Bob Covington had a steal and two blocks in his 24 minutes. Uh, Cantor had six in 15. His production has dipped quite a bit lately, uh, recently. That's the word. Outside the top 130 over the last two weeks. Well, Gary Trent, holy shit. 11 points on 18 shots. That's 22% of those for you, those of you with a calculator. Two rebounds, zero assists, one steal. You know I preach this about Trent all the time, that if the shots don't go in, what the hell else is he doing for you? And the answer is nothing. Two rebounds, zero assists, one steal, no free throw attempts at all. He's still a rosterable player. That's not going to last all season, but this was just an absolute disaster from the Blazers' point of view. For the Suns, Devin Booker was great. Only four assists still, but the 8 of 8 from the line is excellent. 34 points, 71% shooting, amazing. And DeAndre Ayton only took 11 shots, but who cares when you hit 73% of them? 19 and 5 with a steal and two blocks. And Bridges still can't get any steals, but he had two blocks. He had 10 points. He had two threes. And Dario Saric chimed in with 14 and 9. Saric is more that 14 to 16 team league guy. Chris Paul, they didn't need to extend him. And good things. He wasn't playing that well. Two points on one of nine shooting, but had nine assists. While Frank the Tank Kaminsky, they continue to start him. They continue to win, and he continues to play minutes like he's the 10th man on this team because he is. 
12 minutes, three points, and Jay Crowder had eight in 21 minutes. Really, again, just a massive, massive blowout. Not many big takeaways. The only takeaway I get from this game, really, is that I think Nasir Little is pretty good, and I'd like to see him get minutes over Carmelo Anthony or Rodney Hood. But I guess with the team playing as they are, you can make the argument that those veterans help you win more. I could make the argument that maybe Nasir Little helps you win more with how he's shooting it at the moment. Maybe that's not real. So maybe let's not jump the gun too much there on that one. Next game. Another pretty big blowout. The Utah Jazz take care of the Hornets, 132-110. The big news there is Gordon Haywood had to leave after 26 minutes with a hand injury that the Hornets are calling a re-aggravation of a previous injury. Remember, he had that broken finger earlier in the season. He had that broken wrist slash hand last season. They're calling him day-to-day at this point, which is good news, but obviously we want to pay attention here. 21 points, three rebounds, two steals, and a block. Lamelo had 21-7-4 with three steals. A good night there. While Paul Washington Jr., 31 minutes, probably a must-roster player, I'd say. 17, 3, and 4, 4 steals, 3 threes. Good stuff from him. Only 21 minutes for Zella and 14 minutes for Biombo. What does that mean? That means that they're playing the bloke who they should play at center, more at center, and that's Washington, and that's why his numbers are up. Rogier talked about him on the. Uh, well, I talked about him somewhere. I was on Twitter today talking about how ridiculous his efficiency was. Well, that did not happen here. 12 points, zero threes, one rebound, two assists, and two steals. He was still pretty good, hitting 71%. Off his twos, his two-point percentage is through the roof, but failed to nail the three, missed all four of those attempts, and one of his worst games in recent times. And that's not that hard to be one of his worst games, considering that over the last two weeks, he's the fifth-ranked player. Yes, insane stuff. I think Cody Zala is probably a drop. They're playing him 21 minutes, eight and seven. Just it's The minutes keep trending down, keep trending down. In a 14-team league, I'd be okay with, um, uh, I'd be okay with holding him. That's probably about it. For the Jazz, uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Only 30 minutes needed, but he had six blocks, 10 points, hit all of his free throws, 12 boards, a big game. Jingle and Joe played 30 minutes, 21 points, hit seven triples and had six assists. Really good numbers. Joe Ingles is the 69th ranked player. Giggity. Over the last two weeks, I don't believe he's a must-roster 12-team league guy, but this is obviously yeah, boosted up with the blowout there. Clarkson had 20 points in 25 minutes, and Conley played 29 minutes for 15, 2, and 5, and 3 steals. So really, big numbers right across the board, unless you're Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 10 points in 26 minutes, and his struggles continue. Sure, he's fine for 12-team leagues, but if he was on the waiver wire in a 12-team league, I wouldn't be like, what the hell's going on? What's wrong with your league? I wouldn't you know, throw out the standard Reddit comment, taco, taco. Um, for those of you who don't know what it means, it means a league full of beginners. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, 10 points in those 26 minutes. I-, I think he's fine if he's on a roster, and I think he's fine if he's on a waiver wire. He has not performed to the level of a must-roster player yet. How about the minivan, George Niang? 21 points in 16 minutes. He, like Ingles, had all of his points from threes, seven triples, didn't miss a shot, and absolutely... For a performance, let's rephrase that, a performance that was pulled 100% straight from his anus. Do not buy this for George Niang. He's provides solid value off the bench. He's the 345th ranked player this year. This is a fluky game. It was awesome, but it's a fluky game, and there's nothing for us to do any further with that. Let's look now to the next game, and this one, weird. The Heat were down. You know, down by, I think, 10 at halftime, and then they just put the foot down in the fourth quarter to beat the Thunder by 14, 108-94. So it's not as big of a blowout as it looks. Kendrick Nunn played 41 minutes. That's how much they had to put the foot down. 20 points, five rebounds, nine assists, three steals, two blocks, three triples. Absolutely just ride this bloke until the wheels fall off. I don't know what the hell is going to happen to him when Bradley and Dragic return. 
and Hero return, but he is carrying this team, and we've got multiple levels of evidence that when those guys come back, he just moves back to a lower role, but what a fantastic performance from Kendrick Nunn. Bam Adebayo had 19 and 13 with five assists, and the spur, Dunk Robinson, big game from him. He's been shithouse, but 22 points with six triples and two steals. Do not buy that from Duncan Robinson. He is not a must-roster player. He is a three-point specialist who occasionally hits threes at this point. Butler only played 29 minutes, 19, uh, sorry, 15 points, 9 assists to steal and a block on some pretty rough field goal percentage. While Olenek was back down to 24 minutes, he's just a waiver guy. Um, and Mac- Maxi Struess, the guy that picked up the majority of the Tyler Hero slack, 30 minutes for Struesser, 11 points on 27% shooting with three threes. But as a deeper league guy, if Hero remains out, Struess can be a source of threes and occasionally he can get hot and will get some value in there for some scoring. So he's a nice deep league guy to pay some attention to. Shea Gildas-Alexander's big year continued. 27 points in 35 minutes, 5 assists, a steal and a block, elite efficiency, great stuff. While Isaiah Roby didn't get into foul trouble for the first time in forever. 28 minutes, 12 and 5, two threes. I like Roby. I like his value when Horford's out. It's hard to get too excited about his value when Horford's in, but he can occasionally play next to him. Maybe Horford is traded, but I talked about this on the live stream earlier today that I'm not convinced it happens. I don't know who's get trading for Horford, to be, to be honest. Uh, so that makes Roby a little bit hard of as, as a stash guy. Baisley was all right, 13-5 with three threes, but I'm not convinced he's must roster. While Theo Maladon had eight points in his 34 minutes with five assists, I think he's a 12-team league guy. I'd have him over Baisley at this point. Lou Dort, not bad numbers for Doughty. No, my son is also named Bort. Um, 11 points, seven rebounds, four assists for the 211th ranked player this season. Just leave him as a streamer. Well, MC Hamadou Diallo, I think you're all aware you can drop him pretty comfortably. Zero points, took one shot in 20 minutes and had four rebounds. An absolutely comfortable drop. Who's rostered unbelievably in 71% of advanced leagues according to our metrics. The OKC mudflap, Kenrich Williams, had six points in his 24 minutes. Only a deep, deep league player uh, with not much to uh, write home about there with him. Guys, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NFL is over. College football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. You can go in there and bet on the next NBA head coach to be fired. Is it Luke Walton? Is it Scott Brooks? I guess we'll find out. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, which is betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents, More Than a Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so on to the last game of the day, an overtime game, another overtime game for the Lakers, and another loss for the Lakers. I think they've lost three straight now, and they take on Utah in their next game. The Wizards have won five straight, and they are closing in on a playoff berth. 127-124, Washington wins. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook. Now, it is the first of a five-game week for the Wizards. It is the first of a back-to-back here, and Westbrook played 44 minutes. You would think this lessens the chance of him playing on Tuesday. Um, that remains to be seen. But you know, I've been pretty uh, you know, aggressive or critical of Westbrook this season, and I think for good reason. But the numbers here are pretty good. Now, outside of the 6 of 12 from the free throw line, which is horrendous, what he did 
And this is, again, why I'm critical of him. What he did here was play to his strengths, 32, 14, and 9. But he figured this out last year. In that stretch for Houston down the end of the year, he just didn't take threes. He attacked the rim, and he and he was super efficient, and he didn't take threes. And then this year, he comes back out and starts taking threes again, like pull-up threes in transition, like bullshit shots that he cannot hit. And to me, that, that was what I was critical of. Like, you know you can't do this. You saw what worked last year, and you still revert to the bullshit that you do in the past. But one, one three-point attempt in this game, 52% from the field. It's fantastic. This is what he needs to do to be that guy that was an absolute beast in that little four-week stretch for Houston last year. Will this mean that he, this is what triggers on? I don't know. And the free throws are a huge problem. And he had no steals, no blocks. But 32-14 and, and 9 is nice. Beal had 33-7-6 and six with three steals. Good game from him. Well, we had 30 minutes from Robin Lopez. Four more games this week. He's the most consistent of their centers. He's not the greatest option, but four more games, 13 points, two blocks. Maybe you add him. Rui Hachimura played a lot of minutes, and I thought he played some good defense. But again, overall for fantasy, it's just pretty low. Under 12% usage, 15-6, and six, no assists, one steal, zero blocks, one three. Just not enough there that's exciting. But again, with four games left, and you know he's going to get a shit ton of minutes, he has value. And Davis Bertans is not a guy that is a must-roster player, but again, just the volume of games still to go this week. Eight points on two of nine shooting is shit house. It's like it's it's shit. And if it wasn't a five-game week for him, he'd be absolutely a, a drop guy. Get that garbage out of here! But maybe you have to consider it. Um, Wagner played 15 minutes as a starter. Uh, Alex Len played four minutes, so those guys have no value. Or Avdia... Had some good defensive moments on LeBron. Had eight points with eight boards in 23 minutes. And it's just the four games that's going to get him anywhere close to having 12-team league value. For the Lakers, LeBron James. LeBron James. 31-9-13, and 13, 43 minutes. Uh, horrendous one of three from the field. He's dropped off a little bit over the last couple of weeks. The minutes are adding, adding up. You feel like at some point he's going to cop some sort of injury, which you never want to happen. Uh, or, or rests are going to be coming because he's just playing an absolute ton. And Montrez Harrell. Now, with... Anthony Davis, this shows you how the coaching staff views Montrezl Harrell. With Anthony Davis out, he's playing fewer minutes because he's that bad on defense. He played 23 minutes and was a minus five. Mark Gasol played 27 minutes. Oh, hi, Mark. And was a zero. And Harrell was a minus five despite scoring 26 points in 23 minutes and having a 37% usage. It is just super hard for him to be effective because he sucks so badly on defense. Now, these numbers are awesome. 26 and nine, two blocks. They're great fantasy numbers. And the, the reduction in his minutes has been offset by a massive increase in usage without, um, without Davis and without Schroeder there. But he just has so many issues with how he plays. Gasol, what a line from the big fella. Seven points, but two threes, four assists, two steals, three blocks. He's absolutely a 14-team league stream guy um, with those extra minutes coming his way. And maybe you could even look at him in 12-teamers in some spots. 4-10 and 11 for the future MVP, despite that coming on 16 shots. He hit four threes. He had two blocks. And he's a back-end 12-team league player. While Caruso had some big plays with 11 points in 31 minutes and had two steals. And KCP had 21 points with four triples. But it's really hard to rely upon either of those blokes to be anything close to 12-team league guys, given their limitations. I thought we'd get more at our Horton Tucker, just 16 minutes for him. Seven points with two blocks there. Um, yeah, probably just that very deep league stream option despite those absences. And Schroeder should be returning in the next couple of... I think he's going to miss the next uh, next game, and then he should be back for Friday's. Friday's encounter is the next time we see Dennis Schroeder out there. 
Let's have a look at the top ads and drops over the last 24 hours. The Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, up 22%. You know my concerns about how the minutes fit out, but hey, by all means, take a flyer on him for sure. Do not view him, and, and I highly stress this with Rob Williams. If you're looking at Basketball Monster rankings, if you're looking at Basketball Monster projections, if you're looking at Yahoo rankings, the turnovers are going to inflate his numbers, and you're going to go, hey, top 70 player. No, no, he's not. Turnovers, do not pay attention to them. They are so minusculely low. And you know who gets low turnovers? People who don't play. And that is why that number should always be discounted when looking at rankings and we're looking at projections. Williams is fine to add, but I have that worry about where he fits in terms of long-term minutes. Derek Jones up 17%. I'm going to guess that's for the Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. Same with Finney Smith up 15%. That's what that's for. Garrett Temple up 15%. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's fine to add. I wouldn't say he's you know, 100%. I've got to jump on him at all costs, but that's fine. And Justice Winslow up 11%. I've talked about Justice Winslow already. I, I don't see it. I could be very wrong on this. I'm happily happily admit it. And I want Justice to succeed because he's had a shit run with injuries. But that's just it. He's had a ton of injuries. He's never been good. And he's in a crowded wing rotation. I wouldn't personally be wasting the acquisition, the waiver move, dropping someone to stash him for him to come good later on. I wouldn't be doing it. I could be wrong very easily. Go with your gut. Drops. Corey Joseph down 8%. Sure. Marcus Morris down 7%. Absolutely. Nemanja Bielitsa down 7%. Clear drop. Hassan Whitehaw down 6%. The world. Not enough. Should have been dropped a lot more than that. Get that garbage out of here. And Emmanuel quickly down 5.6%. Yeah, I think that's fair enough as well, given the way that Thibodeau is running those guard rotations in New York. Let's look at the monstrous line of the night. It does go to Kendrick Nunn. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, 3 triples. Nunn has been, over the last month, the 62nd ranked player, playing 35 minutes a night. Over the last two months, he's been the 70th ranked player. That's significantly better than anything he did last year. But remember, there is going to be some real squeezes coming on. But he has been ridiculously good with huge scoring numbers, great efficiency. His true shooting this year is 59% up from 53 last year, taking steps forward. The problem is he's such a he's averaging 2.6 assists as a point guard, which is horrendous. Um, the steals are nice. They're up from where they were last year at 0.8 per game. He's up to 1.2 per game this year. So that's a big jump there. He's hitting threes at a really nice rate. It's just roll. The question is just the roll. Like, where, where is he going to be? And what's his minutes going to be like? That, that's the question, I guess. The rookie of the night is LaMelo Ball. And I, I made a mistake yesterday. It should have been Tyrese Halliburton instead of Isaac Okora. Apologies for that. Uh, LaMelo Ball is your rookie of the night. 21 points for LaMelo here. Um, he had uh, two triples, seven rebounds, four assists, and three steals. Ball is the 45th ranked player this year in just 28 minutes a night, and he's 20th over the last two weeks, and I think he can be a top 30 player, maybe even top 20 player for the rest of the season. And let's look at the top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Number one is the minivan, George Niang. Fluky performance, 7 of 7 from 3. Don't don't do anything. Number two, Nasir Little. Great shooting performance, but they're just not going to get minutes most nights. Jalen Brunson, clear 14-team league ad. David Nwaba, clear 14-team league ad. Probably even a 12-teamer at this point. Paddy Williams, uh, more of a 14-team league guy than 12, but a good night from him. Number six, Marcus Gasol. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, 
Uh, look, yep, 14-team league guy at the moment, putting up some really good numbers. Seven is Daniel House. Again, more 14 than 12. Isaiah Roby, good 12-team guy for this week. Number nine is Robin Lopez. Four more games for him. He could be a 12-team league ad. And then number 10 is Sterling Brown with some uh, solid enough performances there from the Rockets. And again, with everyone injured, Oladipo, Wood, and Cousins, he's getting run, and he's putting up pretty strong numbers. Let's move across now to have a look at what we, what is going on in the NBA for Tuesday. All right, so let's take a look at Tuesday's action. Nine games on, the Hawks and the Cavs. No Nance, no Love, and Torian Prince is doubtful, so that means the Discman, Chetty Osman, will probably get another start there for Cleveland. For Atlanta, of course, there's still no Bogdanovich, there's no Hunter, but nothing else to really pay too much attention to, although Cam Reddish is listed as probable. The Pistons and the Magic. Um, no deal on right. Is it Saban Lee or is it Dennis Smith? I guess that's the big question that we need to ask there. Michael Carter-Williams will likely get another start for Orlando. What they do at Powerful remains to be seen. Will it be Aminu in that spot again? The, uh, actually, should have mentioned it. The Magic are two and a half point favorites. The Hawks in their game are seven point favorites. That's a real blowout potential on that Hawks and Cavs game. The Warriors and the Knicks, it looks like Steph will return. He's listed as probable. And James Wiseman and Kavon Looney are both questionable to return. So that whole front court rotation, guys like Toscano Anderson and Green's minutes at center could really change. Um, the Sixers and the Raptors, Kyle Lowry is questionable, while Seth Curry is probable for Philadelphia. Boston and Dallas, it is a back-to-back for Dallas. Now, Muxy Kleber left their game on Monday with an ankle sprain, so his status is up in the air. And Christophs Porzingis, of course, he didn't play on Monday with a back problem. So he's a chance to return in this game. The Sacramento Kings and the Brooklyn Nets is the next game. The Nets are seven and a half point favorites here. The total is a whopping 242 points. Kevin Durant is out. Uh, Jeff Green is questionable after hurting his shoulder last game. If he is out, maybe we finally get some Nick Claxton minutes. For the Kings, the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He's currently listed as questionable. Daquan Jeffrey started in his place last game, while Timotei Lawawu Cabarro is also questionable for the Nets. The Wolves and the Bucks first game head coach for Chris Finch. We're paying heaps of attention to what happens there in that one. Um, Drew Holiday's out once again for Milwaukee, and they are eleven. The Bucks eleven and a half point favorites here. The totals two thirty. Portland and Denver back to back here for Portland. Denver's going to be without Millsap, Green, and Gary Harris and PJ Dozier once again. They they are favored by eight. The Nuggets the total two hundred thirty and a half. Maybe it's another start for Zeke Naji. And the last game is the Wizards and the Clippers. We don't know whether Russell Westbrook will play in the back to back. Scott Brooks says he probably. Probably will, but we don't know that for sure. While the Clippers have an empty injury report, so that's great news for them. That will do it. Actually, no, I won't. Let's do some you know, early Fangio values. I like Darius Garland, and I like Jared Allen. I like Zeke Naji. I like Carter Williams, DJ Augustin, De'Aaron Fox, Clint Capella, uh, the Discman, C.D. Osman. Um, I like Chris Middleton quite a bit. I like Kyrie Irving. I like uh, James Harden. And I like Faku Kampazzo and Joel Embiid. Guys, that'll do it. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give it a five star. Give it a review. And on YouTube, give it a comment. Give it a thumbs up. Uh, hit the notification bell as well, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.